1: Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullsh*t thing I've seen
3: in thirty years. Welcome, Orange men and ladies. Happy Monday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Thank you for tuning in, hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. This is your Virginia Tech post game. Syracuse goes on the road and gets their first win in the ACC of the year, snapping an eight-game ACC. Road trip losing streak, they improved to 4-4, four and 1-3 four, and three in the ACC. We are a day late, and it's Joe's fault, just like it always is. So, it's fine. You've probably listened, you've probably heard all of the stuff uh, that you normally would if you um, listen to other podcasts, but you haven't listened to this one. So, we're going to do our thing. But first, uh, since we've been gone, before we get into the coach montage... Uh, Chris Bunch he committed verbally committed to the Orange. He's forward, six eight, one ninety, and he picked the Orange over Rutgers and Washington. I believe Syracuse, Rutgers, and Washington were in his top three. So beating out old Coach Hop there, uh, which is you know that's good to see, and. um I'm pretty happy about that. So uh, he he gives Syracuse five players for the 2022 recruiting class. He joins uh, Quidier Copeland, Justin Taylor, uh, Malik Brown, and Peter Carey. And this 2022 class looked good, looked really good, after uh, Malik Brown was the latest commit. And it's looking even better. And even uh, Coach Beheim said, Joe, that this is probably the best recruiting class he's ever had. So... Is that true? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of talent coming in for 2022. Oh,
0: for sure. And it's, again, with COVID and everything that's happened recently, it's really, really hard. I've always been, a, you know, kind of a, you know, not really 100% with the 247 sports and all the ratings and stuff that come from some of these places because I think there's some politics involved and, and stuff like that. But uh, when you talk about depth and you talk about <clears> – <throat> recruiting a guy for every single position and the fact that I think we had at least two players that didn't even play their season last year in high school because of COVID. Um, so, you know, they haven't really been able to see them. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to say a lot and I think that you're going to see this class move up a little bit more um, as you know, they go through their, their high school class. And I think that Beheim is kind of alluding to that, that he thinks that and the stars and rankings might not, necessarily say that but he thinks that um a lot of these guys are <laughs> under and really haven't been you know looked at and analyzed good enough to even really for that to be accurate so uh, only time can tell and we'll wait and see but five five guys for 2022 class and it's still a year away like you said and you got to get here first
3: right and they got to get here first get the jersey on and they got to get on the court but uh, we haven't done a lot of a lot of Syracuse basketball top talk as we approach the basketball season, quickly approaching, but Mm -hmm. we do have a week off after the Boston College postgame. Maybe we can squeeze something in then. It's just, if you don't, you know, if it isn't your job, it's really difficult to get here and add those shows in when you do as much of the football stuff as we do and, you know, with everything else that both of us have going on. So. Uh, yeah, well, well, they had the tip-off
0: stuff, right? Yeah, they had the tip-off stuff. They had the tip-off stuff, off and... stuff and their little scrimmage, and they right. had the ACC, you know, the ACC media day and stuff right. like that. Nothing, not
3: much came out of the ACC media day. I mean, it was... oh, I
0: know, I know, and you know, they got the exhibition game against Pace College on Wednesday, so um, you know, they got some stuff. But uh, like you said, the week, the week we have off for football, will definitely be able to to hit that up and, and get folks ready for the the first game. I think the first actual game is what. Uh, 11th was it november i think it's november 7th against uh, i want to say lafayette but
3: okay well we'll get we'll get into all that as as soon as we can i promise i know we're a little bit behind and there's been i got a couple dms about it but um you know if there was anything pressing we we would we would hit it if if we could Um real quick sean tucker six straight game with 100 plus yards breaks the breaks the School record right now, he leads the ACC in rushing yards and all purpose yards. Uh, until you, you know, Michigan State had a bye week, so he's he's first nationally in, in uh, rushing yards in the nation right now. Um, but setting the school record, he's about 312 yards behind the signal season rushing record currently held by Joe Morris. So, I mean, at the pace he's on, obviously, he's going to explode that. And, um, you know, the 44 talks commence even more. And like we've said, you know, there's a lot of it. I don't see an issue with it being next year. And, uh, we, we've kind of set our piece on it. I'm not like a vigilant 44 Jersey guy. I I, I don't know what category no. that puts me in, <laughs> but, but I mean, maybe, maybe the 34 goes down legendary, you know I mean? Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know. Of course, it would be cool, but he's making a mark with the 34. I mean, that's a, Joe Morris was what 47, something like that. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. I, but I, but just for all the fans that um, listen that are on that are on that train, I get it. It's not that I don't get it at all. At all. So it's not that. But um, all right, I have a lot to say. I had a fantastic time. In Virginia Tech, in Blacksburg, and it was an experience I would love to do again. And there's a little bit in the montage, and I'll hit some of that up. But first, getting there um, and uh, trying to park took a wrong turn. Ended up going down uh, Party Central. Boy, let me tell you, dude, blocks, blocks of just backyard parties. I'm not even kidding you. Um, It was awesome. And if my kids weren't there, I'd have probably parked. But <laughs> there was live bands in yards. There was um, there was keg stands being done. I mean, this was like typical pregame college stuff going on. And it has been a long time since I had gotten in the mix in any, of any of that. And I uh, took a wrong turn and ended up uh, driving my minivan through it or my wife's <laughs> minivan. So I looked like a total dweeb, but it was cool. Uh, I got a lot to say about it. Had a great time there. But first, let's hear what coach had to say after the game.
2: You gotta speak up a little bit. For this kind of stuff to be happening repeatedly, in a repeatedly, season, repeatedly in a
1: season, more than once in a season. Okay, you gotta
2: tell me exactly what you're talking about, because we may be talking about two different uh, things. Maybe
1: personnel not knowing which personnel
2: should oh. be on the field. Oh, yeah, that's that's not good. <laughs> no, that's that needs to stop yeah. today. Yeah. yeah, that's not good. How, how did mm. you try to deliver that message today? That wasn't so much to the players. To the right. and then Cross.
1: How does that message, not knowing how football operation
2: works, right? Um, oh yes, you do. <laughs> I
1: don't know what it's like on a sideline. Is it is it the position coach? Who, who tells, who makes sure that the right personnel is on the field out of the time?
2: I'm responsible for everything, so it's on me. My hands are on it. You know, he 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 throws okay, you guys. <laughs> he throws okay. It ain't it. It's not the prettiest thing, but it'll get better. You know what I mean? It'll get better. And it may not it may not change this year, but you've got two more years for it to change. So he'll get better. But uh, he did okay. You know it was it was a heck of a throw, and it was a heck of a- go back and check the tape. Garrett's on his back. What does it mean
1: for Garrett? What does it mean for 2 And what does it mean for the team?
2: You know, I was, I was, I was teasing D, 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 and inside. I'm like, did you catch it the first time, the second time, or the third time? It just seemed like it was in his hands for a long time, but to see him make that play, and Garrett never saw the play. Go back and check the tape. Garrett's on his back. He never saw the play. He could barely breathe when I got to him, and I'm like. And he's like, uh, uh, "Uh, I said stop making all that dalgo noise and went for a touchdown. Get up and act like you're a hero." <laughs> you know, it was it was a heck of a throw and it was a heck of a catch, and I'm excited for Damien cuz he's a freshman. There's there's big things for him down the road. Oh, this what a what a what a great crowd. They caused us so much trouble. They've got so much football experience. You know, they're the they're the veteran crowd. You know, the way they the way we had, well, Josh Iloa, when we had, when we lost Carlos and we had to move Aaron's service to a tackle and then Josh Ayaloa came in at center, I want to say there was 10 yards in penalties because of the crowd, just like that, bang, bang, almost like they knew a new center was in there and the communication between him and Garrett wasn't good enough on that drive, and it was causing us issues. Now they worked it out, because once again, Garrett's getting up in there, and boom, 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 we had the one time where the guy tapped him, and the ball was snapped, right? And it's like, what the heck? And luckily we got that one. That's all crowd wounds. And we did all the things we're supposed to do. We blasted the speakers and couldn't hear and all that kind of stuff. But when you have, you know, like our, when you have a crowd that really knows football, and they know when to do it and how to do it, they can definitely be a 12th man. This crowd is amazing. Virginia Tech has an amazing crowd. I really felt that after we came out in the second half that we were gonna, we were gonna get something. I really might be wrong, I and mean, we could fumble the ball, you know. But I really felt we were gonna get something, and I just didn't want to. We took, I want to say, three legitimate shots at that thing, and I'm like, eh. and then we had a really good call, play called, and something happened. If you guys haven't noticed, this is my happy
3: face. All right, the Coach Montage is first brought to us by Symbol, okay? Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off of your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest into their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make that deposit risk-free. Visit Symbol.com and use a promo code SD, and your deposit will be risk-free. This means even if you lose money, Symbol refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Symbol, uh, join Symbol and start investing and in profiting from your favorite sports teams today. The Spotify Green Room app, you guys know what to do. Go there, download the app. It's free, iOS or Android stores. Get a username, email address and a password. You can follow us at QS Militia there. You'll get signed up for notifications when those notifications go off. You can join us live and you can either sit in the green room and listen to us chat or you can request to speak. You request to speak. And If I approve it, you'll see a red microphone at your icon. Hit that icon to unmute yourself and say your piece. That's all you got to do. Visit your iOS or Android stores today uh, for the Spotify green room app. All right, Joe, let's get into the montage here. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, obviously, obviously, for, first of all, it, it's worth saying, pointing out that uh, Syracuse did go four for four and four, fourth down conversions.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, that's the first thing. Through all of the debacle at the one-yard line um, <clears throat> at the end of the second half there, okay, through all of yeah. that, there was a play run after uh, Fuente called the timeout, right? So, and we missed it. Um, Garrett was a quarterback sneak, and Garrett Trader was short of the goal line. So thankfully, like, that timeout saved us. Back-to-back timeouts, I'm sitting in the stands, Joe. I got no idea what's going on. I think it's another mess. Um, what, you know, I know what it is now obviously, because I've watched parts of the game. So I know what it is, but you not having the right personnel out there. Coach took responsibility for it at the end of the day. Yep. He said that's on him. And, um, Garrett trader in his press conference said, look, we're in the huddle. We all know what knew what to do. Everybody's shaking heads. Yes. And then they line up wrong and then there's issues. And then there's a miscount of players on the field. So, I mean, look, yeah. until you don't make the 19 yard field goal, Kind of no harm, no foul, because when we did go for it, Virginia Tech calls a timeout and we were short anyway, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, kind of a saving yeah. grace. We even got a shot at the field goal.
0: Yeah, that's just one of those situations where you just can't have, like, we went in a situation where we had eight seconds to run basically any play that we wanted, any mm-hmm. play in the playbook, or run a pass. We had a timeout, you know, went in there, drew it up, went out there, and, like you said, the last second. I don't know if it was the players or the coaches or something, but, you know, Courtney Jackson seen running on the field, and that made 12. Made, we had 12 men on the field. So Dino had to run down and call timeout again. And, again, obviously that's just a situation where Dino's going to have to take the blame because it's his job to make sure that everyone's prepared, especially out of a timeout. It's just a bad look. And I thought it was awful. And, and realistically, in, in time, when I was watching it, like I thought – I mean, I know – being down six, going into halftime and getting the ball. I know we still had a chance, but that was that would have been the first things that I would have pointed to um, if we would have lost that game, is that whole sequence of events right there. So yeah. It was just awful. And then even at the end when he decided to kick the field goal, I'm like, well, whatever. Like You guys already messed it up. We can't try another play, so let's just kick a field goal. Exactly. And uh, then doesn't go in. And it's like, oh, God. So, so again, it's one of those things where you never – you never know what's going to work, what's not going to work. Something that might seem so simple uh, sometimes goes awry, and um, it just seemed like it was just another situation at the end of the half where he, like, they just couldn't get it right.
3: They couldn't get it right, but at least Virginia, it wasn't the opponent scoring at the end of the half, which was the last two weeks, right, right. On, on some of that stuff. So, um, So, look, I sat next to Andre Schmidt's parents, uh, and I found out after that kick, okay? Now, I didn't, I wasn't saying anything derogatory, but I, I, I'll tell you how it went down. But I wasn't saying anything derogatory, but I did talk to his dad about that kick after the fact during halftime. So when I found out who I was sitting next to. And there were seven, seven Syracuse fans in my section where I was sitting. And it was my family, five, and then Andre Schmidt's mom and dad. So I talked to him during halftime, and he's like, and I'm like, well, what what was it? You know, because his mom was raving about the um, the Clemson game and in the laces and stuff. She was really upset about him getting the 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 extra point blocked, and then no, of course, and then the and then the you know the miss kick. And he, and his dad said, and I agree with him. You know, it it doesn't matter at that point when you're there. You got to put it through. You got to put it through. And look, an awkward angle that close. Let's be honest. I mean, it is. I'm not making excuses, but it really is.
0: No, I mean that's one of those things too, where it's a situation where again. Sometimes being so close with a field goal, especially at an angle like that, um, you know, you don't get the, You don't have the distance for the for the ball to correct itself. And if it kind of comes off your foot a little, you know, wrong, then, you know, something like that could happen, because, again, that was 10 10 yards longer. Who knows if that was traveling toward the left and it would have just kissed the inside of the the uprights or not even touched it. But when it went right in. Right. Because it was so close, you don't got that time. For it to adjust itself. So if you don't hit it, you know, true, then those things can happen. So, yeah, I mean, those I'm I'm sure that there's kicks in the 40 plus yard range right down the middle that some kickers would rather do than than that sometimes, you know, depending on your kicker. But that's not the easiest kick.
3: It's not the easiest kick. I'm not making excuses, but I mean, you know, it's fair to point it out.
0: He's got to make it. But right.
3: And even his pop said that. So uh, look, Schrader passing. Not great. Some in the dirt, some a little long, some too high. But all in all, dude, 16 for 34, which isn't great. 47 percent. Okay, we need we know that's that's the glaring issue. 47 percent, 236 yards, the 45 yarder to Alfred Alfred to uh, close the game out. Essentially, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, stood in there again and got walloped, just like he did mm. on the sixty-two yarder. I think it was a sixty-two yarder to Pena a couple of weeks in ago. Clems- D- got- Clemson, Guns Clemson, right? So yep. takes the hit, stands in there, knows it's coming. Just a strong throw, perfectly, perfectly placed. Alfred with the with the with the catch, and um, you know, basically sealed the deal. But as we progress into with every game. Schrader is 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 turning fans. Okay, I'm seeing it on social media. I mean, this was Schrader hasn't really changed. All he's done and really is maybe honed in a little bit, or maybe a little bit more confidence, and let's be honest, a little bit more work with his receivers. I think I think the receivers and and Schrader started from behind this year with Taj leaving and and Tommy starting the first three games. I think. Obviously, the, it had we made this decision in the beginning of the year like Coach wanted to, I feel like these growing pains would have th- would be working themselves out. You know, maybe a couple weeks ago already. So we'll just see yeah. how it goes, right, Joe? Um, as long as as long as there's improvements to be made, um, we're, we'll call them out. But um, 236 yards, pretty good. No interceptions. He he made one bad throw that I remember that was a little scary. Uh, that could have been picked off, but everything else oh, was either yeah. really bad and no one could catch it or 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 it was right where it should have been. Some high yeah, percentage I mean, there was, stuff, right? So,
0: yeah, well, there was definitely some situations where, you know, he only put it in the chance where, like, his guys could catch the ball. I think that Queely really had a good opportunity there on that ball in the end zone. I thought um, that uh, went through his arms. I don't, don't know. To Johnson it had one, in. too. Sh- what a catch
3: Sher- Sherrod Johnson had when he should have caught. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it's obvious that him and Courtney Jackson, they got a nice little uh, underneath thing going there with a slot receiver um, and Devon yep, Co- Cooper developing. as well. So um, I mean, I know he only had four catches for 36 yards, but you know, Devon Cooper, obviously we, you know, we talked about him hopefully coming in as that transfers uh, older guy and being able to help. And I do think that, that he is going to help, um, you know, Sherrod Johnson and Quealy, although they did catch, Each, you know, a ball themselves, and they were pretty, pretty big balls. And as far as catching, they were, they were what they were pretty important catches on the drive (laughs) (laughs) on the drives where they caught those. I thought you said they were big balls. Okay, go on. Oh, yeah, no, I did. I just knew where you were going there. So, um, (laughs) the thing with Garrett is, (laughs) unlike DeVito, right? He, DeVito definitely has a better arm, right, and has probably more accurate, stronger arm. But if he's not accurate, then his guys have no chance of catching that ball. So that's the one thing that Garrett Schrader, I think, you know, he's not as accurate as DeVito, but he also doesn't throw as, as powerful of a ball so that um, even if it's a little behind them, Talking about velocity. Know, yes, and that's just... You can see it going across the middle with um, Courtney Jackson and stuff like that. They're starting to like, realize how he throws the ball and how they got to, like, you know, use their body more to block off the defender because it might not be right there, but he's going to give you a chance to catch it. Um, throwing back back shoulder throws as well. So, I mean, he does things as far as in his throwing and passing game that, um you know, gives some of these receivers better opportunities. If it was Tommy and he it wasn't accurate or wasn't having a great game because it's not accurate. It's a little behind you. The way that Tommy throws it, there's no way you're catching it. Um, and then obviously what he gives us with eluding the rushers and not getting sacked and running, um, that's obviously just a completely different, um, level than, than what Tommy he could do. So yeah, he's definitely turning fans and he turned me a long time ago. You know, I, I said from the beginning,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, yes. And I mean, you, you made the prediction, you made the prediction. It didn't come true, but you did make the preseason prediction that Garrett Schrader would start the first game. So, um, Yeah, I thought it was going to be the whole season. I thought it should have been. I think obviously, though, he like to your point that you've made many times, and I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but uh, you know he does and has given the orange the best shot to win. And you can only imagine if he was in for Rutgers, and um, you know we could be sitting here at five and three and one game away from a bowl game, going into a Boston College at home struggling oh, no. Boston college to, you know, moderately. So, uh, no, in
0: most seasons you don't lose those three close games like that. I mean, it's just, that's true. You should have won one of those that's true. games. So
3: absolutely. Uh, so we talked about the Alfred the Alfred uh, catch, which was great. It was, I believe it was his only catch of the game too. Yep. Yeah. So, um, look, did you watch, did you watch Alfred's press post game press conference? uh no oh dude oh man i could watch him every week give a post-game presser dude uh he brings swag to post-game pressers he's good he's good i enjoyed it yeah uh you you should definitely go back and and watch it um he, he finishes a lot of his answers up with yeah so you know like He's got nothing else to say but he's 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 good. I, I enjoy watching uh watching those press conferences with him. Um that halftime speech, I don't know what was said. There was a lot of talk about it to coach during the um press conference. Uh so I guess reporters were in there. He must have been doing some yelling. Every all the players were asked about it and then he was asked yeah. about it. So, or well he was asked about it and then all the players were asked about it. So, uh whatever he said um, seemed to work, but no. I want to finish with this. He he gave a nod to the hokey crowd. Look, I wasn't nervous going in here for any, you know, we talked to Gio about the students and, you know, how it was a little rowdy. And, and dude, I saw kids part, before the game. I mean, they were just getting rocked. I mean, flat hmm. out. They were just getting rocked. And I'm um, like, man, this could be rowdy, you know. So we're walking Especially up. Especially
0: considering – The game started at
3: 1230. Yes, dude. Yes, dude. Some girl tapped on my wife's shoulder and said, have you seen my dad? Totally wasted. And uh, (laughs) Amy's like, I don't know. What's he look like? (laughs) You know, like, oh, dude. And she's calling him. She's like, I'm in our seats, which clearly she wasn't. But anyway, uh, there there's plenty of of, um, shenanigans going on. Uh, I will say (laughs) I had three different people come up to me and welcome uh, us to Blacksburg. Very hospitable. I never would have expected this. Had one woman come up to me and, and say, welcome to Blacksburg. You know, we, we went to the Dome a, a while back, and uh, I think she said it was a basketball game, and we were so welcomed by your fans, and you guys are so great in the Dome, and we, and we were so hospitable, and I was blown away by their fans. They were great. There was a there was some—we um, some, some um, we were surrounded by Hokie fans. My son had a big Syracuse foam finger, and he kept hitting this guy. I'm like— telling my wife i'm like he keeps hitting the guy with the foam finger so i tap on his shoulder i'm like i'm sorry i took the foam finger away he was so cool about it um you know and there was a family there and you know me joe i'm loud and i was screaming and you can imagine during a Garrett trader touchdown run or the sean tucker one the first one the on the first possession when the when the crowd quiets down and i'm screaming by myself you know, it can get so I apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't help myself. And the dude turned around, he's like, dude, it's cool, man. You work for your team, you do you. So they were really good. Now, as far as the tradition there, which doesn't come across, I watched some of it on TV and I've been watching it on TV for years. It doesn't come across on TV like it does when you're in the stands. The key rattling on third downs, the first down chance that they have, the enter Sandman thing, all of that was. Um, amazing and they have got some tradition there they really do so hats off to the Hok- Hokie Nation and and um, further hospitality and, and everything from start to finish I, I enjoyed myself it was a great time so I would go again in a heartbeat nice yeah so all right that must have
0: been all that's awesome dude that's an awesome way to I mean think about it we were down what nine points with five minutes to go yes
3: and I told Dylan I'm like look that might that could have been the dagger I mean, I mean, you know, there were so many points scored in the fourth quarter. I don't have it in front of me. 21, 21 to 10. Syracuse scored 21 oh, yeah. points in the 20. They had 20 points going into the fourth quarter and then they score 21 to pull this thing out. So
0: Trevor Pena, by the way,
3: he's amazing. And I hope he's OK. I haven't heard anybody uh, be asked when about running
0: him. out. When he was running out, he was holding his wrist pretty yeah. good, so we'll wait and see. And I know there was a situation, too, where Elmore had looked like some type of soft cast on his hand. You, I think, was out and out, uh, I want to say, when he made the tackle when I thought the guy from uh, Virginia Tech was going to return that for a touchdown to kick off or the punt or whatever. Um, But, yeah, Trevor Pena, dude, that 51-yard to yeah. get them. i mean that got us right back on track we got down there there was a We're momentum shift for sure mm-hmm. that was
3: that was the that was the first touchdown to close the gap
0: Yep. And, and then our defense
3: our defense stepped up when they needed to um, um i mean uh you know you're waiting for it all game i told i can't tell you how many times i said it down i said got there's got to be a turnover we got we, we got uh, win this wasn't. game in the turnover. i know i know but but well, they
0: had two guys rush for more yards than they have anyone's ran all year. On, so, yeah, I mean, they had their first 100-yard rusher, concerning. right?
3: So it, it is. A little concerning. It is, but I don't know if I would put too much on it. They, they, they got their first 100-yard rusher of the season with, um, what's his name, Malachi Thomas. but yeah, He looked impressive. Yeah, he looked good, and you know they haven't been able to really rush to run the ball that good. The other thing I noticed, too, real quick before we get into fan feedback, was Virginia Tech, and I noticed this during the game, like, what the hell? is going on with the penalties because they got every first of all they got every 50-50 call which is totally annoying. Uh in yeah. in the 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 pass interference call on their last possession right before the Hail Mary was a garbage call and I'll sit here and tell y'all day I I think that was to get him closer so he could throw it to the end zone. I really do, man. <laughs> I mean, how do you look at that and not think that as an opposed, as an opposing fan there? I mean, no, so yeah. anyway, my point is um, they are Virginia Tech is the fewest penalized team in the country, with the fewest penalty yards as well. So uh, that's amazing. To, um, to one for five to, yards, yeah, one for five yards, one off, one offside penalty.
0: Yeah, and you're right. They did. They got every fifty fifty. Uh, you know that catch on the sideline, which I do think it was a catch, going back and looking at it. Uh, but they called it not a catch, and they said, okay, there's enough evidence. Which I mean. If you called it that way, then you can you can argue that there was not a lot of evidence. But either way, you know you go away from that one, and you talk about Queely's catch that they said hit the ground, but they called the catch. They go and they didn't really they went to commercial, didn't show too many um, replays. I know you, I mean, I know you were there, so but yeah, even on TV, they didn't show a lot of replays. So I'm like okay. The, pay, then, the uh,
3: replays aren't great at the stadium either.
0: No, yeah. and then you come back, and all of a sudden they're saying, oh well. Uh, you know, they called it incomplete. And then um, there was a point in the game where um, who was it? Their running back. Number five, Blackshear, he had that one catch. It was like a little screen pass for like 30 yards. Um, and that was kind of the same situation with queeley like that. It looked like it hit the ground. It did. And he and it took it off the ground. I, I think it did, too. And they called it a complete pass and they went and looked at it and they kept it that way. So like you said and you know when it came to all the 50 50 calls with with stuff especially like that um
3: they they got them for sure they definitely did all right it's time to hear from you right after this
1: i want to tell you a story it's a story about a scandal broken relationships gossip rumors money corporate rivalry and a broom a performance enhancing broom my name is john cullen
5: If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows.
3: All right, fan feedback is going to commence here shortly, but it is brought to us by Symbol. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off of your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First... Every time your team wins, you earn cash. You earn a cash win payout second. Just like the stock market, if you think the team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use the promo code SD to make your first deposit risk free. This means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Visit Symbol.com today. That's www.simbull.com today. All right, Spotify, Green Room app. Go to your iOS or Android store, download the app. Username, password, and email address is all you need to sign up. You can follow us at QS Militia. You can get in the Green Room there. You can listen, or you can request to speak. If I approve your request, you will have a red mic on your icon. Hit the red mic and unmute yourself and say your piece. And you don't even need to just follow us. You can follow anybody else and you can also start your own thing. There's an option to actually record the room and it'll email you the recording. You then can upload it to any podcast uh, platform and have your own podcast without any equipment. That's it. Boom. Bada bing. Bada boom. iOS or Android stores. Spotify Greenroom app. Go there today. Download that. All right, Joe. Let's see what we got here. Um, all right, let's start with let's start with this at EJ six two five six four. Stop everyone, just stop. The close losses suck, but they got blown out of the la- they got blown out the last couple of seasons. In every game this year, it's getting better. Leave them alone, cheer them on and stop calling for the coach's head after every mistake or call that you don't like. So, um, look, I I understand the frustration with some of this stuff. I really do. And we've been frustrated with it. We've we've talked about it here. I don't you know, if it was if we were treading water or it was getting worse, Joe, I could understand the calls, but we're still, I'm still getting text messages from people I know. I'm seeing stuff on Twitter too, but during the game, I'm getting text messages because people know I'm there talking about, oh, he needs to be fired. This, this is baloney. They're going to lose this game because of poor coaching again. And I just say, you know, they end up winning the game. So, um, you know, let's just figure out and see what happens at the end of this year. I think, you know, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself either, but next year, just think, you know, Garrett Traders got two years left after this year and if he decides to stay and just think about what that could look like and how we were with dungy at one point and what we how we ended up with dungy at one point the most you know recency bias as far as an example goes so oh, yeah you know and that's
0: the thing i mean again you have to be able to put perspective on it right and it's not like we're getting blown out in the rutgers game yeah that's what he that's earl's point yeah you know what I mean? We don't want Rutgers was in the beginning of the season. So that's very difficult. Uh, I still, like, again, think that we should have been at a point where we should have just already had the starter and, you know, is what it is. We lost by 10 and it was while we were splitting quarterbacks during a quarterback competition, still trying to figure stuff out. Right. Um, and when you look at last year's team, we went one in 10. And of those 10 losses, only two of them were within 10 points. We had a three point loss. Uh, at home against boston college and a seven point loss at home against nc state other than that we got beat by 10 at least every single game so again when when you go down the line and you're losing by 25 to north carolina 11 to pittsburgh 14 to duke 17 liberty 26 to clemson 24 to wake forest 30 nothing to louisville you lose by 24 to Notre Dame. Like, that's not competing. That's not close. That's ugly. That is when you can start talking the way that you're, you know, you know, talking as far as, you know, the coaches, this, the coaches, that I can understand last year. But I think that uh, this year, if, you know, when you're talking about three-point losses and ten-point losses while you're still trying to figure stuff out and you can point to one or two things that are, you know, really just losing you the game and you're just that close to getting over the hump, then it's a different kind of story. I mean, we've been competing the whole season. Not even the same team,
3: and you know, I, I guess the, the there's no official number of what Dino's making a year, right? But you could, got to imagine that, um, and it's it just historically speaking, it's not as comp- going to be as competitive as some of these other schools that aren't private schools. So you, you when you got a coach like Dino Babers who's dedicated, who has the culture ideas and, and, and how that, you know, he's raising these kids up to be men and all of this stuff. Now you can, you know, some of the analogies are too much for me. I get it. Like, like totally, but hmm. you, you know, the, his analogies, sometimes it's too much, but, um, you got a pretty good coach in Dino Babers and it's, it's time to shit or get off the pot. It's that time. Okay. So, I'm willing to give extend the leash. Like, do you guys want to start over again? <laughs> because I don't. I don't want to start over with the, with another coach again. I really don't.
0: No, not with a season that's got the trajectory of this. I mean, obviously, the next four games kind of matter. But I think again that 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 game and just the fact of how we've lost the three games before that again, it's it's showing improvement and it's showing that that you're on your way up. And again, you know, if you would if going into the next year when you know who your quarterback is going to be and you can have a whole spring game and a whole off season and a whole summer camp to get prepared with your starting quarterback that is doing what he's doing now, you know, especially with Tucker coming back. Um, you have an identity now. We haven't an, have an identity since uh, uh, Dungy's been there. So now we have it. Now we can work on it and we can try to, you know, fine tune the craft and, It's only going to be better with an off season going into next year.
3: Absolutely. At MF bright side, overcome the intangibles at times ineptitude and the down South ACC officiating. Absolutely. Amen to that. Uh, Mm. Players are still bought in much needed momentum could be building a special year next year. If stay if stay the course and get an assistant to manage the clock. Uh, Yeah, though that look, I believe Coach Babers when, when he says the, the look, he's taking the blame. Um, but you know, the personnel issues, that's the one thing that's gonna kill us. That and like we could have very easily have lost that game with the special teams that we had, too. Okay. The block the block extra point taken back for two. Um, you know, that was brutal, by the way. My gosh. Mm. You're gonna block the kick to block the kick, but my gosh! I mean, how many points did did special teams cost us in that game? Well, I mean, game?
0: that's a three point turnaround. That's and a three point turnaround,
3: you know, and then the then the the field goal, the field goal deal. So, um,
0: right. I mean, we should have been up. We shouldn't even have needed that second touchdown in the fourth quarter, too. So, and on top of that, I mean, really, it's not even the kicker turning, at the kicking, because again, our punting had one bad punt. Yeah. I mean, Their punter had as many yards as our punter had in four kicks, and we kicked five times. So.
3: Jeez. Right. So, yeah, that I know which one you're talking about, too. The went like 30 yards or something like that. It, it was really bad. So, um, yeah, the the ACC officiating again, uh, obviously, I mean, we, we kind of hit it up already. I, I really do think that last play was to make things exciting for the fans, because without it, he, I don't think he's getting that ball in the end zone. Maybe just barely. But no, no.
0: But it, I'll tell you what, though, it wasn't terrible.
3: That was a terrible call, Joe.
0: No, I'm not saying that specific call. I'm saying as oh, far as oh, the oh, throughout oh, the whole game, yeah. it wasn't awful.
3: No, it wasn't awful. And Syracuse played pretty disciplined. Look, there was that that false start backed up against the end zone. Remember when they thought they got a safety? You could hear the crowd just erupt. They thought that they tackled oh, yeah. Sean Tucker Trade for a around. safety. Yeah, the play before that was the false start. I mean, dude, there's. I'm sorry. That was so loud, I couldn't even hear myself think I mean Not sure it was loud that was the loudest point in the game by the way was when they thought they got the safety but before that too um and so those things are going to get you and that's why it is so amazing to have fans again okay so you know Virginia Tech they dealt without fans everybody did for the most part last year. So, those fans were just as eager to get back and make noise and get back into their their groove too. And they did a good job. And those things are going to happen. But all in all, I don't think the officiating was bad, but that one call I thought was pretty awful. Let's just I'll leave it at that. At CNY 315, the losses were tough, yes, but 3 came by 3 points each. Dino clearly has players engaged. That's the second person that said that. Driven that I that I picked. Driven, committed. Uh, he needs to just improve some in-game decision making. Very happy for the team. A well-earned win. Just a huge momentum booster for this team. Getting to come home and play Boston College before they go for the rest of the gauntlet, and they're going to get a break in between that too, which is going to be much needed for this Syracuse team. But yeah. but yeah, the players are engaged, man. And I, well, I talked about it last week. I think we mentioned it about you know just getting this. Like you said to your point just a couple minutes ago, the identity, right? You know, Tommy decided to transfer. We all knew it was looming. Uh, we don't know what it was like in the locker room. We don't know what it was like in the locker room with Taj. Like all of these things. Like sometimes, you, it, once that stuff's weeded out and gone, there's like a pressure lifted from these guys, and they can finally um, just focus on the task at hand, which is playing football, and there's in and, and, and not have to be surrounded by the quarterback questions and all the other drama. So I really think that that stuff makes a huge difference. So, uh, at Cuse Waterboy, it wasn't until my older years that I realized marijuana isn't a gateway drug. Syracuse football is to cocaine. Let's go. He says, uh, oh, yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, yes, it is, uh, it is brutal. And, um, you know, I've been to some close games, but I didn't realize this until I was reading that. But I've never been to an away game. I did realize it, but I didn't think about it. I've never been to an away game before. And that was intense. That game was if that was an intense game. I mean, you know, Joe, you know what it's like watching on TV or be even being at one. But when you're there and you're in enemy territory and you're thinking they're about to pull this win out and you got to walk to your car with your head down, and I'm sure everybody's going to be cool about it, but... I hate putting on a plastic smile and being like, yeah, good game. I just I hate that. And uh, yeah. that was that's what I was thinking about until, you know, they actually marched down and scored that first touchdown and stopped them on defense. But, um, yeah. Syracuse, um, definitely cardiac use. We don't call them that for anything, right? At yeah. turf on fire, uh, Dino still sucks. The defense is overrated. Clemson, mm-hmm. only the good ACC performance and haven't forced turnovers. And Schmidt is garbage along with the entire special teams unit, but Schrader is a warrior and we're due for some magic. Okay. So what the oh. th- the Syracuse defense is total defense is ranked 27th in the country. So it's really good. They did allow mm. they did allow some some absorbent amount of rushing yards. What was the total? 260. Yeah. Um, and even after that game, the rush defense, they're ranked 43rd, which is... is yeah,
1: yeah I just, I'm just i
0: hoping that this stuff doesn't like rear its ugly head because I feel like this is what happens almost every year with us because I feel like we get a couple injuries or we don't have the depth on the defensive line, and then these kind of like run-heavy teams start to figure it out against us. And then we have to bring too many guys in the box, sell out against the run because otherwise they're going to run. And then you allow you know, one on ones and uh, with your receivers in your corners and some big plays could happen. That's what happened with Wake Forest. We just, you know, we're in a situation now where this was he broke a bunch of different long runs and this quarterback was really never legitimately going to beat us with his arm. So uh, Virginia Tech's offense wasn't good enough to probably beat our defense until they almost did because of some mistakes. And uh, yeah, I'd say that our special teams other than our return game is hot garbage.
3: Yeah, that's got to get fixed, man. You know, the punting situation is what it is, guys, unfortunately, I think. And I do think Schmidt he's already proven it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't he got lucky. It was a whole season. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Look, no, I know it doesn't look good. Look I, I what what is he? He's like 7 for 11 on the year, I believe, for field goals with a long of 48 if I remember right. Um but his extra points, what was he on extra points? Um he's now got another one of those that's gonna be an issue too. Um let's see.
0: It's just a situation when you really sit 20, down and yeah, you, look at the, when you look at the whole thing, right? Like
3: Seven for against, seven for twelve on field goals, twenty nine thirty one on extra points. Yeah, it's not great.
0: No, it's not. And and again, like I said, you look at it and um, uh, against Florida State, didn't have a James Williams, is our punter, that's freshman, you know, true retro freshman punter that's got a scholarship. But we had Schmidt miss a PAT, and then we had a kicker that averaged 33 yards a punt. So, you know, on top of the holding, we know what happened with that. But I mean, is it a situation where our kicking team and not putting ourselves in? better position as far as, like, field position and stuff like that and making PATs. And against Wake Forest, same thing. I mean, uh, James Williams, he came back. He averaged 30 yards a punt off of six punts. Longest was 37. Awful. Andre Schmidt missed a field goal. We lose by three. And then when you fast forward to Clemson, obviously we know what happened there because we know that Andre Schmidt missed that. Uh, field goal.
3: I'm not pegging him with that one, though. I mean,
0: no, but at the end of the day, you have a situation where your kicking team probably could have put you, as far as punter and kicker, could have put you in a better position, or put you in a position to win the game in all three of those aspects.
3: So, I mean, Virginia Tech had pretty good field position after every punt the whole game. They had they had decent field position after just about every punt that I could yeah. remember because I remember cringing a lot
0: it happened a lot in those three games we lost by three points that's what i was saying you know it's it's a lot of different aspects but good special teams i mean who knows if you if you add on 20 more yards and and field goal you know if if the team doesn't get to go down and get in field goal position after just two first downs and you know just saves saves points and then when you have guys missing pats and field goals and stuff it's like i don't know this this just wouldn't have happened last year and i bet you it is at least cost us one game
3: at least. Yeah. Uh, top fan, Dominic on Facebook. I'm so glad we won. Schrader is a dog sounds nuts, but Tucker has to be excited that he does not have to do all the heavy lifting. Either Dino has to take the clock management from Gilbert at the end of halves or Gilbert has to go, which I think he will be fired. Also desperately needs special teams coaching. Uh, the D is still young and showed some major warts today. Uh, the two opening drives, giving up TDs in the long run in the fourth quarter. The team is, this team is dangerous. We can beat anyone the rest of the way with Schrader and Tucker and this defense getting more mature. I can definitely see us contending. So he, he goes on, but it's a screenshot and I didn't realize I had to tap on it to see more. So I guess there's even more than that, but, uh, (laughs) good comment, Dominic. I appreciate it. Uh, look, Schrader is, I mean, look, there's going to be, we've already heard him, the, the Schrader, Dungy comparisons, uh, our buddy Tyler texted me last night and was kind of poking around about it. And I'm just going to tell you what I told him. I said, by the end of this thing, it's quite possible that, these guys are very similar. I don't care what coach says. It's very possible that at the end of this thing, I mean, Schrader could, could hold some, a statistical, to say the least, advantage over Dungey. If he can reel his, if he can reel his passing game in and fig, get that a little better, Schrader could possibly be just as good, if not better, than Eric Dungey. And the legend of Eric Dungey is still hanging around. So, with that said, oh, I mean, uh, I don't think there's any doubt. We got, like I said, we got a year and a half left of Schrader, and hopefully he stays here and finishes out his tenure here. Um You know, yeah, I
0: just don't so again i know that Dungy, i know he ran and i could just be misremembering but by the time he got his junior senior year when he was really you know doing very well especially his senior year he had really good receivers uh and it looked to me like i just don't remember him running as much as Schrader. and he doesn't
3: he doesn't in 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 the in the the amount of runs so uh, not the, not just the amount i'm sorry the average Schrader's averaging 5.7 and we'd have to go back and look. But if you just put that into comparison with Sean Tucker's, Sean Tucker's averaging 4, 0.4, yards more a carry Wait, 6.1. Mm, oh,
0: I know, but I'm just saying, as far as I just remember that Dungy, he didn't really run this much. So my point is, is that to me, they're, they're two different guys. Cause even to me, they ran a little bit differently as well. Um, so uh, like to your point, it's, just, I'm not going to sit here for the next two years and, and compare, you know, Garrett Schrader and Dungy, but I, I can't, I'd be lying if I said that he doesn't remind me of a little bit versus
2: oh, yeah. DeVito. Right. Right.
3: Absolutely. Um, so I, the, the whole clock management thing, I'm, 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 that's a conversation for the next game because I didn't, um, cause I'm over it. Uh, the, the D, <laughs> the D is still young and showed some major warts today. yeah, I mean, we got run over. I mean, look, this, these, these things will improve. You got to think, um, you know, getting the short fields and doing what they did at the end of the game taken after a long run, by the way. So the defense stopped stopped Virginia Tech in the in the fourth quarter after that long after that long run by um Thomas. And it was forty I believe it was forty seven yards. That was that one, right? Yes it was.
0: For the touchdown, right?
3: No. No. Not for the touchdown. The one in the fourth quarter that got him up past the 50-yard line um, into Syracuse territory. But either way, after that first down and that long run, it was a three and out. And um, that's exactly what Syracuse needed with, what was it, a minute 15 left or whatever the hell it was. No,
0: yeah, so so Thomas, he ran a 47-yard touch, so he got caught a little earlier in the game, but it, with the 5.36 to go to go up nine, was he ran a 47-yard touchdown.
3: Okay. What was the uh, one in the fourth we, quarter? And
0: then we got the ball. They, they punted it off. That that was still fourth quarter. Then they kicked it off. Pena ran it back for 51 yards, and then we ended up scoring seven plays, 257 left. So at 228, we kicked off down two. Right. Um. And what happened was that Virginia Tech, we had three timeouts. Virginia Tech, they came out and actually passed on the first down and got uh, like 13-yard first down. We used the timeout, and then – Right after oh, that, okay it was, three, it was a three and out. Oh and you're
3: right. You're right. You're right. That's right. That's right. That's right. We end up sacking him on third down, too. Not only yep. not only that, but just sacking him too. So right. uh yeah, the defense did what they had to do. And Schrader said it to you know, he must listen to the podcast here joke with the don't bend but don't break defense and, and he and he said the same thing and they didn't. And they did exactly what they needed to do to put us in to put Syracuse in a spot to go back down with a chance. And uh, they yeah. did it amazingly, amazingly. Yeah. And uh, just
0: think, just think about what could happen when they get this damn time management stuff down.
3: The time management and the special team stuff.
0: Right. But I'm talking, and they were saying too, oh, well, good. What someone was saying last week about like, good luck with the two minute offense and the this and the that, and you can't throw. Like, I feel like at the end of the half and the games, we've had no problem. Straders had no problem. Moving going the ball. down the field and putting us in a position to win. To, to me, he seems clutch. He seems like a guy that can actually do that part and may struggle earlier in games when it comes to clutch time, though. He's ready to go.
3: He's like he's like going, he's like a wind up toy. He's got to run, run a little bit, run a little bit, you know, little RPO, RPO. And then a uh, little dink and dunk, little dink and dunk. And then he's warmed up and he's ready to go. I and mean, he did a good job. And uh, yeah, I mean, no doubt. I I rattled off his stats already 174 yards rushing too. it's amazing. So uh, Robert seems like straight speaking of Schrader seems like Schrader clicked today. This was a big win. Very happy for these guys. Big win. Good. Good. You know, big win in the sense that obviously, you know, Virginia Tech is not what they are or have been, but a big win in the sense that this is got you snap a three game losing streak. You snap an eight game losing streak against the ACC on the road. And you've got a little bit of momentum coming into a very important game, a must win against Boston College. Steve, team played hard today. Still same issues, penalties, special teams play, coaching, something needs to change. Babers is terrible in clock management, lucky to win. Not lucky to win. I don't think they were lucky to win. I think they did what they needed to do to win. They just closed this one out. The other ones were so close to closing out, Mm -hmm. and they just didn't close them out. They closed this one out. That's what happened. This could have gone the same way the other three went very easily. I mean, we all oh, watched yeah. the same game, right? Yeah. So. I was just
0: looking at it like, well, nah, we're not going to lose by three. Oh, well, we lose, lose by, by two. two <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's that blocked PAT. There that yeah. it goes. Because that's a three-point turnaround, right? Right. So. We'd have
3: been up by one.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's uh the other things that we actually uh, broke too this week. Is, uh We were on a 10-game losing streak in the month of October. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So basically the last two years, we haven't won a game in October into this year. Um, And then the other thing that I read uh, as well, those are two stats that I read. I don't know what site it was on, but they were interesting stats to me. The other one was that this is the the first time since I want to say they said like 2003 or I don't know exactly. I mean, there was something like the last maybe it was 2000, the last 21 years, only nine games. Syracuse has had over 500 yards of offense with no turnovers. And this is one of nine games since 2000.
3: You know, despite in like, look first, what was it? The first, was it the first drive of the game? Tucker dropped the ball, put the ball on the ground. Uh, which I mean, you tell me. I never watched the replay of it. It didn't look like a fumble, even even in the replays. It didn't look like a fumble. It didn't look like when enough they evidence. When we got back, when we got well, they, it back, they 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 called the fumble with a recovery by Syracuse. But at first, they called no fumble. So I knew we were getting the ball regardless.
0: Oh yeah, no, that was a fumble.
3: Was okay. All right, fair enough. I mean, even yeah, the replays I saw just didn't. It just I, I couldn't see it. So anyway, uh, but but to my point not Syracuse, knock on wood, they just haven't turned the ball over much this year. You know, they just haven't. And thank God.
0: No, they haven't gotten a lot of turnovers either.
3: No, not like last year and stuff, but no. And you know, the other thing too, is Garrett Williams was out, you know, you're getting a lot. We're having a, we're having some issues. Carlos Vettorello looks like he's probably going to be out for at least Mm. Boston college. Okay. Uh, He huddled off on crutches and um, it's, just that time like we of said, year. Elmore was out. He Elmore was out a little bit. He had something on his hand um, and
0: Trevor Pena was holding his ankle.
3: Service had to move over and I er, Iloa yes. came in and um you know Garrett Trader's still trying to talk to the talk to everybody and miss snap the ball. So um why you look confused?
0: No, no. I'm just listening, bud.
3: Oh, okay. Uh so anyways, my point is is that the offensive line stuff was is starting to pile up, and
0: well, I think it's all over the place.
3: It is; it's all over the place. But you know, um, I, to, they're still doing a good job. I think the the big thing is is that these guys who get plugged in, um, I think they've done pretty decent so far. Well, we've seen them a couple times, right? So they come in and play yep. center. Obviously, got to clean some of that up. But some of that could be nerves and just experience. So, um, well, I
0: think uh, and I'm speaking even on the other side of the ball as far as injuries and, and depth and stuff. I, I feel like that's kind of why we gave up the rushing yards um, that we did. And you're seeing so many guys coming in and out, and it's like I don't see Kingsley Jonathan for it seems like a quarter. You know, they're and, and maybe it's strategically moving guys in and out. I don't know, but it seems to me like there's just a lot of guys banged up that are just trying to. <laughs> get whatever reps they can and just get through the game and, and and get to this bye week, which is ridiculous that we have to play nine games before we get a bye. But
3: Uh, our buddy, Pat, Captain Patrick, we had some stupid game management. A few calls go against us and we come on, Pat. (laughs) We, we had some stupid game management. A few calls go against us that, Oh, that were, he put that we. Okay, in my defense, it says we. It must be that were BS, but still found a way to win, and I'm happy with that. Absolutely. That's the attitude. That's the attitude. Obviously, we can we can pick apart every game, and we do, and, we, and, and fans do, and we do, and we do. We all do a damn good job of it. But at the end of the day, a W is a W. So.
0: No, um, well, and what's crazy, too, is, is that because we're fans of Syracuse, we only pay attention to Syracuse. I guarantee you that if you pay attention to the other teams, like the other fans, I bet you Virginia Tech fans
3: well, Virginia are probably t-
0: thinking the same thing.
3: They're ch- chanting Fire Fuente at, at the at the end of that game. Oh, just like so. Dino, right? And there's yeah.
0: probably guys still sitting around. Didn't come up through the TV, but they said. about say. certain types of play calling and certain types of this and game management. It's just, it's it, it happens to every single team. It's just, we only pay attention because we're uber-focused against you know, watching Syracuse and seeing what we can pick apart of Babers.
3: Yeah. And, you know, doing the, just to your point real quick, we got one second here and then we're going to close this thing out. But uh, in doing the, the preview stuff. And so I like to read all the fan stuff. I go on Twitter and it's, it's the same stuff guys. It's the same stuff for Virginia tech. Um, I've already started to look at Boston college, just a little bit of the same stuff. So if, if a team's struggling, the- the fans are in the same boat. It's the same thing, right? So, yeah. um, you know, it is whether what it is.
0: You're, Whether you're losing by one or losing by 20, as long as you're losing, you're probably hearing the same thing.
3: Yeah, but let's be honest. We, we were losing by 20 a lot last year, and, and losing by three or one or whatever ain't that bad. I guess it gives you some faith, right? A loss, right, is a loss. We're in
0: it till the end of the game. That's right. When, when you come exactly. down to one game, you can pick out two, three games. Or two, three plays in a game that would have overturned that that game, then then you know that you were that you were competing and that you're right there.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, look, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Sorry, we were a day late. Sorry, S- Joe's sorry he was a day late. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, Big no- normal, normal time. Same bad time. Same bad channel for the preview of Boston College. We'll talk to you then for Joe. I'm Sean. Thanks, guys. We're out of here. Peace, Dominic and Zach. Appreciate you guys. Um.